You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded whores. Hi, lovelies. Welcome back to 50 Plus a Tip. I'm your host, Danica. And as always, I am joined by the lovely Riley. This week, we are sitting down with the amazing Kate Max. Kate Max is an MC and swingers party host, touring dancer, OnlyFans content creator, former naked news anchor, and nude model slash actor. Or in short, she's a professional naked person. This episode, we discuss Kate Max's naked history from news anchoring to digital creation. She shares all of her advice on creating and maintaining a successful OnlyFans business and her favorite niche content. Plus, she tackles your listener questions, including the legitimacy of shout-for-shout requests and how to grow your Instagram handle without getting shadow banned. You guys are going to love this episode, so here you go. All right, Kate, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Um, So to get started, how long have you been in sex work and which avenues have you worked in? Wow, okay, so I've been in the adult industry in various forms my entire adult life, so that's... um, Many moons. Yeah, many moons. (laughs) I will say like um, almost 20 years. Okay. So I started off as uh, a lingerie model in the window of a, a sex store in Toronto. They had live models. Oh, wow. We would, it was very forward at the time. Like, we were wearing, like, kinky kind of, like, latex outfits. And I started doing that. And then I got picked up by a cal- new calendar model mm-hmm. company. So they started booking me. And then that went into TV shows. I did Naked News for a while. And, yeah, it just kind of, like, spiraled out. But I've always been um, a stripper, dancer, doing that, like, throughout. That's always right. been, like, my main, main thing. And now, as I get older, I host swingers parties, mm-hmm. um, which is also, like, my main thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, this naked, sorry, this, mo- like, lingerie modeling. Yeah. You just, like, how long were the shifts? Like, how long did you have to, like, stand there for? Because my back hurts just thinking about it. Okay, so it was six hours. Okay. It was downtown Toronto. And you get you get little breaks. Like, you get to go and leave for lunch or you do, like, outfit changes. Okay, yeah. So it's, like, very glamorous. And it's, it's almost like... It feels like go-go dancing in a nightclub, except in the day, in a window. Yeah. And you don't have to be dancing. It's, like, a lot of, like, waving and interacting with people and trying to entice them to come in the store. Yeah. did you want this? Yeah, right? <laughs> and it's, like, you get, like, really mixed reactions, but it was such a cool, like, original thing to do. And, like, there's some good experience happening yeah. from that. Like, my first lesbian experience happened because mm-hmm. I worked at that store, like... I've, like, hooked up with dudes that, like, yes. just... <laughs> You're, like, <laughs> cast your line out. Like. Right? It's, like, you know, I never really people watch, but at that point, I, it was, like, you're just checking everyone out. I know. I, you're looking at this crowd, like, just as much as this crowd is looking at you. Right? <laughs> like, what else are you going to do besides be, like, oh, he's cute, she's cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never even heard, like, that was a possible job before. I didn't know about it either. Like, I literally, I walked by, and it was kind of in this, um... It's on Queen West in Toronto. It was kind of more of a, um, I guess, gothy kind of area at the time and, like, alternative. So I just walked in because I saw, like, these two girls in the window. I was like, that's so cool. And I just walked in. I was like, how do I get to do that? And then, you know, they just kind of look at you up and down. They're like, do you want to come next week? Like, it was really super casual. And it just kind of 
snowballed from there. Yeah. So was that your first job in the adult entertainment industry? Or, Um, yeah. Yeah, I would say yes. That was, like, me, like, stepping my foot in. And I think around the same time, I was also a shooter girl at at strip clubs. Because I think where I was, you were allowed to serve alcohol when you were 18, but you couldn't dance till you were 19. Okay, okay. So I was... doing shooters at a strip club, too, which I was not good at because I can't drink a lot. So Yeah. Oh, you had to drink with them? Mm-hmm. It was okay. rough. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. You're, like, shots are falling over. Oh, boy. Like, yeah, there was times where I was just like, I can't do this job anymore. Not yeah. one more day. <laughs> and then the day you turned 19, did you just, like, put the tray down yeah. and, like, pick up the pleases? Oh, yeah. I couldn't wait. I was like, my liver is going to thank me. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. And, like... I grew up a dancer, so I was, like, dying to get on stage. Mm-hmm. I was one of those people that was, like, the second I become of age, like, yeah. here we go. Um, okay, amazing. And so the, you've been doing dancing throughout. Yeah. Um, and then, so what have been some of your favorite uh, avenues of sex work and your uh, maybe least favorite avenues? Oh, that's a good question. My top favorites always, like dancing and performing on stage like I grew up a dancer so there's something about it like there's always this part of me that had the dance training but I want I always wanted to make it more slutty and that was a problem <laughs> in, in that kind of world and it wasn't until I did music videos and mm-hmm. like started stripping and go-go dancing where I really felt like that kind of freedom so stripping for sure is like of the tops and I love hosting swingers parties it's just such a cool experience and like a different way to engage with people and like a whole different crowd so those two would be my very favorites um what have I tried that I didn't like uh I did try like being a sugar baby and Mm -hmm. I didn't like I enjoyed all the experiences and the nice like presence and the nice things but I felt like emotionally I was like I can't do this long term like I'm so tired I was like I don't know if I'm like putting too much of myself into this or like I'm just the type of person that just gets like really drained and I just couldn't manage that it was hard for me so whenever I see someone do that successfully I'm like that girl has like something that I don't have like she's got she's got it like she knows how to do it it's just the like not being able to go home from it for me, like, yeah. I feel like, I mean, I felt the same way about camming, too, was that you're, like, always on. Yeah, yeah, it was of the uh, being on call all mm-hmm. the time and not really having much control of your own schedule, even though you're living this beautiful, luxurious life, like, you can't make the choice to say, I want to go on vacation with my girlfriends, like, it's, yeah. you have to run it through someone else now, <laughs> so that part was difficult, but, I mean, I'm, I'm always glad that I try all these different avenues of sex work to see what fits, because it's just, like, this taboo thing where it's, like, oh, you shouldn't do any of that, I'm like, no, nah, I think I'll do it all. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to try it. I think I will try every yeah. single aspect yeah, of it, actually. Yeah, just to see. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so now you have, like, a pretty successful OnlyFans. When did you start that? Okay, so I was one of the first people on OnlyFans in 2017 when it was just coming out, and it was, um, like, porn stars were waiting, kind of, to get in control Mm -hmm. of their own content and start making back money instead of the production companies making it all. So I left Naked News around that time, and it was really the perfect time because I had built a fan base online for all my naked work before, Mm -hmm. but I was hitting 
sort of like this plateau with Naked News about like how much money I could make and you know we just didn't see eye to eye about what naked content was worth so I hopped onto the OnlyFans thing really early mm -hmm. but I didn't start doing well until the pandemic like it wasn't really a big thing until people yeah. had to stay inside and a lot more porn was being watched yeah totally yeah. okay so you've been running your OnlyFans for like quite some time then and oh, like yeah. certainly before the pandemic um did you find a difference between um like before the whole Bella Thorne thing happened and after like did that sort of like impact people that were um sort of on the platform beforehand because I think we've heard a lot about like how it she kind of ruined shit yeah she like I like still don't even want to watch anything with her in it like there's yeah. stuff that she's in that I'm interested in watching for the storyline but I'm like no yeah out of principle no um I do remember that time it took me a really long time to get paid like everyone got backlogged and I think I couldn't get paid for like over a month mm -hmm. because they just didn't have the funds to put out I, I do know like a lot of fans quit because of that because they realized that they could get scammed um and, and I also think a lot of fans also realize at that point that they can charge back for right. their purchases. And like what, then they started doing that as well, whether or not it was legit, whether or not it was, okay, I'm unhappy with your content, or I just subscribed for six months and now I'm going to charge everything back. Yeah. So um, I really think that she put up, if anything, she perpetuated that stigma that we already have, that we're thieves and we can't be trusted and we're shady and we don't care about our customers. Mm. Um so in that way, she changed it a lot and made us even more the bad guy, yeah, I think. Yeah, definitely. Do you think that, like, OnlyFans got more popular after that? Because now people who had never heard of it before were like, oh, what's this OnlyFans? Like, I think so. I think Bella Thorne and then people like Tyga and uh, who else had one? Cardi B. Yeah, and, like, like China was doing. Yeah, and even, fans. like, um, drag celebrities. Some of them have their own pages. I think, like, all the celebrities banding together and saying, like, OnlyFans is okay. Yeah. Had a lot of power, and that also drove a lot of customers to sign up maybe just for Cardi B, but then once you have the account, click, 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 on yeah. this hot girl, on this hot girl, even though she may not be famous, right? Um so the, I, yeah, I think the celebrity thing did help, like, but maybe not Bella Thorne specifically. Yeah, but I was going to say, it sounds like they did exactly what Bella was trying to and failed miserably to do. Yeah, it's almost like Bella should have been, like, that really shady stripper in the club that is known for ripping everyone off, but yeah. somehow she became a celebrity instead. Yeah. <laughs> in another timeline. <laughs> yeah, Bella Thorne, in another timeline, you were a shady stripper. Yeah. Uh, stole from people's bags. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, as I said before, your OnlyFans is quite successful. Top 0.4%, if I remember. Yeah, it's been up, but it's been, uh, like, taking a little bit of a mm. dip lately. I did take a year off. Um, my husband passed away from cancer a little over a year ago, so... Oh, wow. I'm I so took... sorry to hear that. Thank you. Um, it, was, it was a long journey, so I, had to, I took a year off, but... Mm. Um, I pretty much had set up my OnlyFans to kind of run itself at yeah. that time, so I did take a little bit of a dip, but now that I'm back working, it's like we're climbing up again. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah that kind of leads into my next question of, um, are you able to talk us through, like, the structure of your OnlyFans, like, how you like to set it up? Yeah, okay, so 
Um, right now I have a post um, that goes up. Like I queue all my posts in advance. Usually I try to stay a month ahead of mm -hmm. schedule. So if I'm in a cab or an Uber or something, I'm just like pre-posting. Um, so I make sure a post goes up every three hours. I also have uh, share for shares with other mm -hmm. girls that go up uh, throughout the day. And then um, I send out one mass pay-per-view message per day. Um, so either it's something brand new or something old that's at mm -hmm. a discounted price. And then I also push things on my page, like make sure you sign up for my premium Snapchat, and then I make campaigns for that. Um, I also have an assistant that does my sexting for me because yeah. it's not my favorite thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, that's really what I struggle with a lot as well it's, it's just like it's so much emotional labor it is it is and um that's that's the part where I really had to like take back control over mm -hmm. my life when it came to OnlyFans like it is really draining so that's part of why I pre-queue up everything and then if I'm good at what I'm doing I could even pre-queue like all my mass messages to go up yeah. Um, and then I, I check my inbox and I do reply back to people, but it's not every day anymore. It yeah. used to be every day and now it's like a couple times a week. I was going to say that it sounds like I think that people, especially like, I mean, less those in the sex work industry, but people who aren't in the sex work industry think it's such easy money. I love but, hearing it. I yeah. love when people say that. <laughs> I know, but like... A post every three hours is a huge amount of content. It is a ton of content. Yeah. Yeah. And are all those posts, like, you keep them up there or just some expire? Like, that's... Some of them do expire. Most yeah. of them I do keep up just because then when someone goes to look at your account and they're like, oh, should I follow her? There's 3,000 pieces of content or, like, 30,000 or whatever it is, like, yeah. just sitting there and they're like, okay, this is worth the subscription price. Yeah. That's insane that, like... I, yeah. I would run out of poses. I would run out of outfits. Like it's, yeah. I've I've I used to put a lot of effort into the production of my mm -hmm. photos, and but I always put up a poll every once in a while and ask people like, do you like my professional pictures more, or do you like just like me getting out of the shower like with no makeup and snapping a selfie? And I would say ninety percent of the people mm -hmm. would rather just see you in your house like a normal person like. I think it's more the hot neighbor next door experience than, like, the dream girl thing. So once I put less pressure on myself to look perfect for the camera or, like, set up, like, a whole damn scene, you know, yeah. it became a lot easier just to, like, take cute snaps doing what I'm doing. And, yeah. yeah. Throw them on days. Yeah. Yeah, right? And just let people know. It's like, okay, I'm not wearing any makeup today. Like, yeah. go easy on me, guys. <laughs> and I feel like that was the original drive of... Uh, only fans anyway over like mainstream porn right was that like it could be anyone and like yeah. the sort of amateur like angle of it was like sexy for guys yeah and as like someone who does love watching porn like I can say specifically that I don't necessarily gear towards the big porn stars that are mm -hmm. well known I'm like amateur porn is great like yeah. I love watching real people rather than Something that would like high production value, mm -hmm. so I can see where the customers coming from. Because yeah. like, that's what I would pay for. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, for people who are trying to build their OnlyFans, what are some tips and tricks that you would give them, or like advice? Oh, there's like there's so much, and I think the biggest one is there are a lot of creators or like potential creators out there that say, "I want to do OnlyFans, but I don't want to show my face." Right. Or it's like, I want to do OnlyFans, 
but I don't want to do this, this, and this. And it's like, okay, it's good to have boundaries, but you have to remember that OnlyFans is mostly driven by nude and pornographic mm -hmm. content. And, it, I mean, you could make content without showing your face, but all the top creators do, right? So it's like you have to think about what the guys are paying for. Like, you could have a great body, but a lot of women have a great body. Like, mm -hmm. so your face and your personality is also part of what's going to help sell. So I think the biggest thing is, like, don't be super anonymous. Like, if you're going to jump into sex work and you're going to do something online, know that once you're in it, like, you're it's going to be everywhere, right? Like, it's going to get stolen. It's going to be put on, mm -hmm. like, all kinds of different sites. But my biggest advice is if you want to succeed, you need to put yourself, your face, and your personality out there. Like, you can't hide or else... You know, if you do minimal, the minimal effort in sex work, you're going to get minimal returns. Yeah. Right? Imagine going to a strip club, you can see anyone's faces. Like, would you still? Yeah, but, you know, seeing yeah. someone's face is part of it. No, definitely. I completely agree. Um, you kind of touched on something just there about content being stolen. Mm -hmm. um, what have you learned, sort of like, how, what tips and tricks have you learned to sort of protect yourself? against that or maybe like how to deal with it when it happens so a good thing to do is like watermark your content right just so then it says like this is property of so-and-so um another thing is you can set up a welcome message on OnlyFans. so a lot of times you can put something in your welcome message like be friendly and explain what you do and who you are but also put it in there like anybody like stealing content there will be repercussions and the biggest thing is I do pay a company mm -hmm. to take down stolen content for me so oh, wow. they they're called cam model protection um so what they do is like they scour the internet for links illegal videos illegal photos um and then they take them down and you can also submit links if you find stuff and send it to them and they'll get most of it taken down I think they have problems with certain Russian porn websites but right 99% like of the time they get your ticket's all taken down. Yeah, so definitely worth something. Yeah. Like, getting something. And on OnlyFans, I don't know how new this feature is, but you can set it so your videos, your pay-per-views are downloadable or not, and mm, okay. always switch it to not. not. Yeah. <laughs> um, OnlyFans watermarks your content for you. It does. Doesn't it? Yeah. Okay, is that just the watermark that you use, or do you use an um, additional one? I use the OnlyFans... Uh, watermark, but say if I wasn't banned from Reddit mm -hmm. and I was posting, <laughs> I would put like at Kate Max or something on there because Reddit's one of those forums where things get passed around and then you want to be properly credited yeah. or you want people to be able to find you. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. You got banned from Reddit? I got I got banned from Reddit. I got my assistant's phone banned from Reddit. <laughs> I don't even know. You're not supposed to promote on Reddit. Really? No. I thought Reddit was like one of the biggest... You have, ways you to can, promote. but it has to be subtle. Like, you oh. can't be like, hey, here's a picture of my tits, join my OnlyFans. It has to be like, here's a picture of my tits, follow my link to here, to my Instagram, where you can find this and this. Right. It's like a sneaky link kind oh, of yeah. I, kind of I thing. thought Reddit was, like, totally sex work friendly. It is, but I think the soliciting part is you can post um, stuff, but you can't link them to right. where you can buy. That's I think you can't. Yeah, you can't ask for cash. Yeah. <laughs> so um, again, I guess for like tips and tricks for beginners, how many hours would you say is like a reasonable amount to be like putting into OnlyFans? Um. Okay, if you were just about to start, I would say um, 
you'd want to dedicate like a good I'd say like full like full-time work week to it mm-hmm. because if you're just starting you would need a full content day to just shoot some pictures to throw up there because no one's going to sign up for an account with 10 pictures like you need content right yeah. especially at this point because the site's been around for a while and other creators have so much that they're offering so you need like a day to shoot your content right your photos your videos um you'd have to like do your profile we'll say mm-hmm. that takes like a couple hours write yourself a good bio and then it's all about like promoting you would need to make like your sex worker like socials and then start promoting and getting people on there and then once you're on there that's a whole yeah. different game once you get your subscribers you have to put in time whether or not you want to be going live that mm-hmm. could be a good couple hours out of your day you could do that multiple times a week um whether or not you want to sell video chats and that right so it it could be never ending the amount of time that you put in but i would say like for someone just getting started a consider it like a full-time job for the first week and like get yourself really set up so that things don't become overwhelming once you get subscribers and you're like oh my god now we have to create something yeah yeah Yeah. and then say that louder for everyone who calls it easy work (laughs) yeah it's really easy all you have to do is do your hair and makeup every single day create a whole bunch of content you know (laughs) even if you don't feel good sometimes you just have to do it easy peasy (laughs) and then um and my rule for, like, doing OnlyFans content, because sometimes it's tricky, is, like, have as many orgasms as you want, but make sure you have orgasms for yourself with no camera, because it's so different, mm-hmm. and it, I feel like it's good for your mental health, like, and, like, no audience, no camera, no nothing, like, I feel like that's an important part of it, or else the balance is off, you know? It's, yeah. it's not right to always be performing. Yeah, and that kind of leads me into, like, my next question is I know earlier I said like I really struggled with um camming because I felt like I couldn't go home from it Mm -hmm. and like same with like sugar babying anything that you're like on call for how do you manage to um sort of make that like work and life balance like I was I was really bad at it at a time. Like there, I'm the type of person, especially if I have things going on in my personal life, I will throw myself into work and take as many gigs and like spread myself really thin. And I guess in the last couple of years, I've learned how to take a step back. Like just know the like whatever you've built for yourself is not going to crumble overnight if you decide that you don't feel up to camming or mm-hmm. you like just don't feel like doing what you said that you were going to do. Like don't fail on it all the time, but also kind of listen to your body right like listen to how you feel and then um for me I I don't do live shows that often because they are very draining so it helps me if I schedule it in advance so I give myself time to be ready instead of being like oh I'm hopping on cam now or I'm hopping on cam now because I have free time it's like no my show is Friday at 9 p.m this is it's for two hours show up if you don't want to don't show up and then sometimes I'll even charge people like their fee to come into the show in advance I'll be like okay well tip in advance and then you automatically can come in the show and stay so that also makes people commit to that Friday night with you right yeah but I I try not to um I try to set hours for myself about when I'm gonna engage with other people whether that's like via video call or a cam show or sexting or whatever and then typically um Unless I'm in a certain mood, like, my nights are for me. Yeah. Yeah. How do you 
I want to ask about the live shows for OnlyFans because I really don't know how much they like how they work. Is it kind of the same as camming? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's the same idea as camming. So girls run their rooms in all different ways. Um, for me, I have like my top tip goal, which is like the the ultimate show that's going to happen, mm-hmm. and then I make little tip goals along the way. Um, so once we hit those little tip goals, like the audience gets something. And then there's usually games along the way, or sometimes I have, you know, like a guest, another creator with me. Yeah. Okay. And how do you decompress, like, after that? Um, truthfully, I go in my backyard, I hang out with my dog, I smoke a joint, and I probably eat a carb of some kind. <laughs> <laughs> What's your go-to after cam carb? <laughs> I would say pasta. Some kind of like warm, delicious pasta that just makes me feel like it's like a hug, and I'm like, okay, now it's time to relax. Yeah, some stuffed ravioli. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I was like, that's that's the part right there. Okay, so you talked a little about having an assistant. Yes. But I think that if you are a hot girl on the internet, um, you've experienced like unsolicited DMs from management companies sort mm-hmm. of like saying how they could help you make $40,000 a month in 10 days or oh, whatever wow. it is. Um, <laughs> do you have like an opinion on these one way or the other? Are there ones that you've heard of that you trust? Is it like a... I have not heard of any of my friends who are top creators using any of these services. They have their own assistants that they've hired and trained for themselves. Um, but I don't know anyone that... I'm not saying that there aren't girls, but the ones that I know um, kind of have more of a hand in managing their own accounts. Uh, I just have a general rule that, like, I probably shouldn't say this is going to make men mad. No, I'm, I'm going to say, say, it. say it anyway. whole podcast makes uh, men mad. <laughs> I have a problem giving money, especially sex work money, to men who want to manage women and make money off the backs of women. I did it once for Naked News, and I said I would never do it again. Mm -hmm. So that's my thing. Um, That already makes it so that I'm not even open to hearing what they have to say to me. So I don't know if I can comment much on that. I personally uh, wouldn't go that route. Um, I feel that... uh, I would consider if it's an all-female-run company. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that's a pretty good rule. Yeah, yeah I heard um, someone call them uh, internet pimps. Yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> what it is, right? Like, that, that's pretty much the term, right? You're making money off of the backs of girls who are doing all the work, mm-hmm. and you, what, run their account? Yeah. So, you just, like, talking about your assistant, how did you find your assistant? What advice would you give for, like, vetting people? Um... I was very lucky in how I found mine. She was a waitress at a strip club that I worked at in Toronto, and she's always been kind of like sex worker friendly adjacent, Mm -hmm. so she's always been the waitress at a strip club, or my assistant now, but she never did sex work herself, but she's always been kind of floating around that industry. So when I was struggling and I really needed help and I was thinking about who to hire, and I did use Telegram, and I tried a couple assistants, and they were just so unreliable because they're just people you don't know, and mm-hmm. you're just paying them virtually and hoping that they do a good job for you, and I just went through a couple of assistants that way, and then I just kind of came to the point where I was like, you know what, if I want this done, I need to train the person 
to do it. Yeah. And I think I want someone that is more of a clean slate than someone that is already like, oh, I do assistant services, this is what I do, and this is how I do it, because that person has a ton of clients that they're looking after. And um, so, yeah, I contacted my friend. I said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to do all my pre-posts and my share for shares, and I need you to do my sexting. I'm going to teach you how to do it all, and this is the percentage you're going to get. So she gets a fixed amount um, per month for the work that she does. And then she also gets a percentage of all the sexting that she sells for me. So it gives her incentive to log on, and the more she sells, the more she yeah. makes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I've heard that that's kind of the problem with management companies, too, is because they do take on, like, multiple clients. And then if you're sort of, like, the bottom, like, earner of their five clients, they're not going to put the same time into you right. as they are their top client and there's like no incentive for them to grow you really yeah and fair enough that they're running a business but they also came to you promising you all these wonderful things that Mm -hmm. they're not fulfilling so for me like as a creator I always tell people like if it sounds too good to be true and this Mm -hmm. applies to everywhere in life it sounds too good to be true it probably is right Mm -hmm. just like if you're in the strip club and the guys some guy says I'm going to give you $100,000 if you come on my boat with me tonight. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm going to go. Just cash up it to me later, huh? Oh, like, <laughs> think about it, right? Yeah. What? Men lying in your DMs? Unheard of. Everybody's a millionaire. <laughs> oh, isn't yeah. that so crazy? And wow. The poverty line is so low. <laughs> I know so many millionaires. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so... In terms of advertising, you did mention that you got banned from Reddit, and then you got your assistant's phone banned from Reddit. Where is your favorite place to advertise um, your OnlyFans, I guess, with being Um, so, like... I try to to go everywhere. Like, I, I use Twitter, I use Instagram, I use TikTok... But I also use things like the everything to do with sex show, like conventions and things like that. Like being around in person where people can meet you is also a huge help. And then just bring a business card or anything. You have your QR code scannable there. And it helps a lot having that FaceTime with people. And like you can get people on your OnlyFans anywhere, like strip club, like anywhere you go, really. And then for me, I have like my swingers community, which is like a huge push for me. Um... So a lot of, like, that community had no idea about OnlyFans, but there are also couples that want that are kind of freaky. So mm-hmm. um, I hit that community as well. So I would say, like, whatever your niche is, it's, like, get involved in that community. So if you have a online DOM page, like, go to a kink party. Mm-hmm. Maybe go, like, go to the next state over or the next city or whatever and get exposure there. Try to do live events, you know what I mean? Like, get your name out there in more ways than just Instagram because Instagram, Twitter, they're all really saturated and a pretty picture only gets you so far. Like people are going to keep paying because they like you and they like your porn. <laughs> and they like your and bubble. they like how you do your porn. That's <laughs> you. Uh, speaking of doing porn, what has been your favorite type of content to make for your OnlyFans? Oh my god, I was such a slut. Um, <laughs> I like I like doing swinger stuff. Um, okay. One thing that I tried that I would love to record, I just tried it like earlier this year for the first time is I had an all-girl orgy, and I didn't record it because it was just for fun, but I'm like, that might be my favorite thing. But to date, I like, well, like couple swapperoos. Mm-hmm. Fine. Yeah. Love that for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just borrow this one for a while, I'll borrow yours, it's yeah. all good, I'll send you home, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, thank right, and you we've got to make sure everyone has an OnlyFans. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> or and if you, hers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll sign you up real fast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Use my uh, code. <laughs> yeah, referral code. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, on the same uh, line of thought, what are some of the best requests you've had through your OnlyFans? Okay, see, best, okay, best, like, sexiest, or, like, my favorite things, because I'm weird, and I always like the weird, like, the most offbeat. Give it all to us. Both, yeah. (laughs) Okay, um, I love, like, when people request something, like, risky and outdoors with Mm -hmm, a partner, mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. that that really is my thing, like, like, I will literally say, like, if I could not get arrested having sex on a cop car, like, I would do it in the middle of the city, like, I would. But, um, so the, all the outdoor stuff is really fun for me, but my favorite stuff is, like, uh, like a lot of the role-playing things, and, um, I've been asked to be a vampire, I've been asked to be a werewolf, <laughs> I've been asked to be reenact scenes from Indiana Jones, which is, like, my favorite thing. my calling you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see that using there real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Recognize that. <laughs> Big daddy. Yeah, so like whenever it's just like something really out there, like so out of the norm, like I'm just like, oh yeah, yeah. I can't wait. I'm gonna do this so good. <laughs> Crush this. Yeah. That's so fun. I love it. I'm here for all of those. Yeah. I love like the outdoors thing. I fucking love yeah. that. I love like being in a public place and doing it where like no one really knows it's happening, like all that shit. Here for it. Yeah, <laughs> I had a guy ask me to be a giant, and I was like, oh, I got this. Here you go. <laughs> I was like, I'm so yeah. <laughs> These tiny little uh, Tabasco bottles are finally right. coming in handy. All my Lego men around me. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, I love that. That's hilarious. Uh, okay, yeah, and that kind of like starts to answer what are some of the most surprising or like odd requests that you We say odd in a very loving way. Oh, I have like, and odd is like my favorite. Like, I, I feel like mm. I'm a straight not normal person so the things that I like are probably not what most people find sexy but uh I love doing like JOI's jerk off instructional videos because those are the ones where guys give you such specific instructions on what they want and there's a lot of like the you know the stepsister like the typical themes but every once in a while it'll be like okay you're the captain of an alien ship, and I have just landed there, and I'm a human specimen, and you need to collect semen for, to save the world for, and save all the humans and stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh my yes, God. I am. Oh, my God, I can't wait to do this. So, yeah, things that are really out there that kind of tap into, like, my weird, like, acting improv background where it's, like, it's like brings me back to that classic idea of porn where it's always a parody like porn used to be such a parody Mm -hmm. all the time and Mm -hmm. it was so over the top and the acting was like like just wild and I'm like I like that era of porn so I kind of try to do that and like yeah doing hardcore stuff is fun too but when you're filming that for a video it's like more technical whereas Mm -hmm. like if you're filming something like an improv or a scene you can kind of just go with it yeah yeah so I like doing like the weird jerk off instruction videos that have themes 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> Niche, I love it. Yeah, right? I'm like, you want me to be a Ninja Turtle? We'll do it. Like, whatever you want. My Ninja Turtles keep coming up yeah. lately. We really? Just, we just did an interview with another uh, lovely performer, and she has a whole show around Ninja Turtles. God, it's cute as hell. I yeah. love it. <laughs> I, would, I would tip that girl. Very <laughs> popular. Yeah. And at the end, you get a slice of pizza. Right? <laughs> um, JOIs are very... Um, very common. Yeah. I feel like they're very popular right now. For like men, the I just, ones. yeah, I feel like, I wonder if there's any for, like, women, you know, they go the mm. other way, because that would be really hot. Yeah, mm. but it's probably, like, really sensual, it's like, first, rub your fingers, as opposed to guys, you're like, five, <laughs> four. <laughs> See, I was the way I picture was like some dom daddy that's like yelling at you. Yeah. Like, you better come. Directly at your clit. What did she say? He's yelling just directly at just you. Yeah. Like, you're n- none of this matters. She's like, you're doing it now. <laughs> All right, we have some Googling. <laughs> After this, well, we're like, I, actually, I used to listen to a lot of audio porn, and there's definitely yes. men who do like basically jerk off instructions for women. I I did get into that for a hot minute, like, mm-hmm. listening to porn or even reading porn sometimes cool. because, like, sometimes just listening to a guy is hot. Like, I don't need the visual. I need, like, the mental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm a big, smutty book person. Yeah, I love reading, like, old erotica, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, God damn, people were pervy back in the day. Yeah. Like, this is so taboo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, I you know, like Colleen Hoover, all those like really straight books that are like really popular right now. There's this one I was reading. It was like the second one, Hook, Line, and Sinker, and it took me like forever to read it because it was like all like. And then she grabbed his throbbing cock, and I like can't stand reading shit like that. Like <laughs> to me, any idea of a man having pleasure annoys me. So. <laughs> You're like you get soft now. Yeah. Yeah. You don't like it. Fight it off. Stop. Uh, and it took forever, and I like message her. I'm like, oh, there's like another cock pit, like cock scene, and then she's like. I love it. I but I like the really perverted. Like I need to go and read it and be like, what is a book that you felt ashamed reading? Yeah, that one. Yeah, some of it's written fun, but like you can tell when it's like almost written for the male gaze. When it's like his big, massive, throbbing cock. Uh, You're like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I typically only read like women's like one. Yeah, yeah. There's certain ones I've read where it's like him talk about like eating her out and like that's sexy. Yeah, don't explain the dick for like. Like ten sentences. Yeah, I, I know what it looks like. like. Yeah, I've, I've been down there. I yeah. know. But like, if you want to talk for like ten pages about his like like pussy eating technique, let's Here go there. Yeah. <laughs> let's Here go there. But that's impossible because no man has that a good a pussy. Yeah, they could just spend ten pages. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Maybe if you shared it amongst different men. Yeah. Yeah. There's multiple men in the Yeah, where's that female uh, orgy gone? Listen, listen. Yeah, just, or just write about the one chick that like, can go down yeah. on you. That's worth writing about. <laughs> so true. So true. Um, alongside your OnlyFans, you also have Fansly, Minivids, Premium Snap, and Sniffer. I do. What are your favorite amongst those? Um, what are the differences, and what do you think is the most popular one? OnlyFans is definitely the most popular just because it's just like blew up and everyone knows about it. Um, Sniffer is fun. It's for buying panties and Mm -hmm. I think you can do socks on there as well. Um, It's a bit harder of a sale. It's a lot more just like negotiating back and forth so Mm -hmm. I find that a little bit tricky. Um, Premium Snap is awesome. Anyone that's doing sex work and has uh, OnlyFans, I would definitely say make a premium snap. If not for any reason besides 
that's your client list. Like, if you lose OnlyFans, if they go under, or Fansly, or any of these sites go under, like, you have these people's personal snap. You can still make money. So mm. that, to me, is, like, Snapchat is, like, my little gold mine. Like, that's really important to me. Mm-hmm. Fansly I have as a backup in case OnlyFans goes down again and mm. <laughs> you need to, like, funnel your content somewhere. Right. Um, my second favorite uh, after OnlyFans... And OnlyFans and Snapchat are the top. And then my the next one would be ManyVids, just because that one, um, it can run itself, and it's low maintenance. So once you put your videos up there, unlike OnlyFans, where you're pay-per-viewing like, and sending messages per mm-hmm. day, once your videos are up there, they're in this nice little collection of a library, and people can buy them at any time. Right. And like OnlyFans, you can like enhance your ManyVids and make like a little fan club and mm-hmm. kind of run it the same as OnlyFans. But I, I find ManyVids to be the most user-friendly when it comes to people just buying little things a la carte. And then every once in a while, you get like a paycheck dumped in your account. Be like, oh, someone bought some ManyVids account, like bids, and I didn't update it in ages. Yeah. Mm. So it's like, it's a good backup for like when you have time just to load a bunch of content on there. Because yeah. like, those sales will, will keep coming in. Yeah, it's like a good passive income. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've heard that before, too. How does premium Snapchat work? Is it just like a monthly subscription? So people do it all kinds of different ways. You can do it monthly. I run my monthly through something called Fan Centro, where people will, you'll get an email from them when, say, someone bought three months of your Snapchat, add this person, and then you'll get a notification when to delete them. Mm-hmm. Um I also sell just, like, a lifetime subscription on my OnlyFans to my Snap, to my subscribers, just like I said, so I can keep them on a client list. And I also find that having a Snapchat, um, it allows people that want video chats specifically and sexting to get a hold of you faster. Since there is no OnlyFans app, you can't really get notifications unless you're Mm -hmm. constantly checking your email for them. But on Snap, it's right to your phone and, like, hey, are you available? Like, video call and then... The good thing about that is they can pay you off of OnlyFans and you don't have to give away the cut of the money. You can keep the whole damn thing, which is nice. Oh, they pay you on Snapchat? Um, no, they. I think if you're American, you can set up SnapPay. Oh. We can't have that because we're Canadian. But I do have a Venmo, I have a Cash App, and... I'm banned from PayPal for selling news. Uh, <laughs> or you can just direct them to your OnlyFans and say tip that way. Yeah. But um, if it's a Canadian client, I'd say, like, ask for any transfer, ask for any other way where you get to keep the majority of the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically you sell off a subscription to your Snapchat. You make the name. Don't make it your name. Mm-hmm. Like, mine's, like, a weird thing that I just made up. Um, and then once you have that premium, like, you can decide how you want to run it. So for me, my lifetime subscription comes to, like, you can see all my stories. My stories are pretty tame. Like, Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of nudity. There's, like, implied nudity. Um, And then if I'm doing something special, like if I'm going to host a swingers party or if I'm going to go visit my swingers friends down in Texas and we're going to have a time, I will sell off, like, two-week blocks of a private story and say, okay... I'm going to go do this, and it's going to cost you this much to be able to be on the private list to watch the story. If you want on, send the money. If you don't, then whatever. And then while I'm away, that still stands. So if you bought it the last day, that's great. You get to watch, like, 24 hours of stories. Yeah, perfect. Um, But, yeah, like, you could apply it to anything. So you'd be like, oh, I'm spending the week at the number five orange. If you want to see, like, cool behind-the-scenes stuff in the change room, like, pay $45, and you get the whole week. And Yeah. 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 And then... Yeah, I usually sell off, like, little blocks of time like that, like, special events where they can pay extra. 
-hmm. And that's also where I sell off my, my video calls and my, mm -hmm. my sexting and all that kind of stuff, too. Oh, just a plethora of knowledge, hey? <laughs> yeah, it's a hustle. Honestly, yeah. like, going from stripping to online was, like, a real learning curve, and there was mm -hmm. so much that I thought I knew how to do, and I had no idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What was sort of the thing that led you from stripping to, like, on online sex work? Um, it was really, like, when I had left Naked News, uh, I, dr I had left Toronto, and drove across to here because I'd always heard stripping was awesome in BC so I, was, I booked three months and was like I'm just gonna do that make some money and then coast and see what I want to do um I came here it was phenomenal so I, I I stayed but like while I was going across Canada I'd started my OnlyFans because I, I was thinking this might be a good way to get some money in case it doesn't work mm -hmm. out in BC um and then once you start it, you're kind of committed because you have these fans and they're paying. So I was like, okay, it just kept going and going. Um, but yeah, that's what initially started it. It wasn't anything like, oh, like I wanted to leave stripping or kind of make an exit. It was just kind of, I wonder if I could do this too. Mm -hmm. And then I also knew I had fans from doing other work online, like Naked News, and I wanted to give them somewhere to spend their money. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do them a favor, so yeah. I had only fans. <laughs> Good for them. Yeah, okay. uh, it's for them. Do you ever think of returning to stage? Um, oh, dancing? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going back. Actually, I'm booked at Penthouse at the oh, end really? of June. Okay. Yeah, Fun. I just took a year off, so it was like the longest I've ever taken off of dancing, yeah. which was, it was cool. It was like really cool to take that time away from doing that life but mm -hmm. like I'm super stoked to be able to go back on stage mm -hmm. so yeah in less than a month exciting are yeah. you nervous to get back on stage I'm excited I'm more I'm nervous about how my body's gonna handle yeah. it I'm like, oh my <laughs> God. like I'm gonna have to call someone that has a hot tub yeah. like, yeah. who do I know that has a hot tub <laughs> like, at least you're not doing long shift yet at the club Right? I'm like, I'm just going to buy Epsom salts in bulk and hope yeah. for the best. Yeah, Voltaren for your knees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? And a little tins machine. Just oh, like. yeah. I've been getting these Tiger Bomb patches from the States, and they're, Amazing. like, phenomenal. <gasps> Amazing. Yeah, it's like, I'm going I, international for yeah. my pain now. I love Icy Hot patches. Oh, God, I know, right? <laughs> just, like, lay there, and you're just like, I'm having this, yeah. this thing ever. <laughs> Um, so as we mentioned in your intro, you also MC and host swinger parties. I do. How did you get into that? I, okay, so I got sent to interview these parties when I was working at Naked News, and um, I was the only person at Naked News at the time that was, like, really open to that lifestyle. Everyone was really, like, not wanting to indulge in that, and I was like, send me, like, I'll go. So the second I quit Naked News, the people that work that owned the swingers parties were like, hey, we heard you quit Naked News. And I'm like, yep. Like, do you want to work for us? Like, it was literally the day after I quit. And they're like, do you want to work for us then? And I was like, I think I do. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I was jobless for less than... 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> so it worked out really well. And that's how it started. It, it kind of took my on-camera skills into, like, a live setting and... That actually makes me really nervous. When I go to MC, like, I can go on stage, like, blindfolded and dance and I'm fine. But, like, MCing in front of a crowd in that way is, like, just makes me feel super vulnerable. And I get really freaked out before. That's where I, like... Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I completely understand that. I When we did our podcast live show, 
um, I thought I was going to pee my pants. I was so nervous. Yeah. Like, and it was literally the same stage that I had been dancing on and like yeah I'd yeah. be like sabrity go on I got up there to like open my mouth and not my legs and I was like I can't do it, I can't do it. Yeah. this is difficult yeah no I totally get it it's like they're looking at you with different eyes and you don't have the distraction of like your tits and you're like oh my yeah. god can I do this and when I when I'm nervous I stutter too so I was like <laughs> it's so funny it's like the more clothes I'm in the more uncomfortable I am yeah. like yeah. I was at a drag show last month or so and just at the end they wanted like the audience to like just walk around the restaurant all in like a congo line <laughs> I literally was like like covering my face I was like so uncomfortable I like couldn't even walk around a restaurant with like other people doing it I was yeah. like if you want me a naked do a handstand into splits let's do that right? <laughs> like, I mean walking in clothing no okay. <laughs> I had a conga line on yeah. top of that yeah. oh, it's too much. It's too much. I feel the same way about whenever I get like photos done oh like if I'm wearing clothes I'm so awkward and then mm-hmm. as soon as I get more and more naked I'm like da, 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 yeah. Da. <laughs> yeah I'm with you with that like it's just like I don't know how to stand I don't yeah. know how to smile but then you put yourself in a tiny bikini and you're like you're like oh yeah I'm hot yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know funny. what it is I actually had a photographer like comment on that he's like you are so much more comfortable when you're like less clothed and I was like I know <laughs> yeah it's, I think that's a sex worker quality I think mm-hmm. we all have that in us where oh, it's yeah. like like I barely know how to dress myself like I think I have a bad sense of style but I think I have a good sense of stripper style yeah mm-hmm. like my outfits are dope but like dressing myself in a day I'm like oh we're the same. We wear the same shit every time. Every yeah, time. like plain top, cute bottoms, same hey, jacket. Great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same jacket. <laughs> or but the Vancouver thing, when in doubt, just wear black. Oh, and Aritzia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, black and tight and Aritzia. Yeah. You're good. You're done. <laughs> um, you mentioned naked news a few times now. Mm. Can you tell us? what that is for those that don't know okay yeah naked news it's pretty much what it sounds like it's like broadcasters reading news the real news from a teleprompter while stripping at the same time oh jeez that seems so complicated yeah it is it's a lot right it's the words and your your buttons and you're like you you start to learn how to pick clothes that come off easily Mm -hmm. it's a good slut quality to have so basically um yeah you read the news naked for a teleprompter it goes up online and I think it's sold on like some of the Rogers boxes like those premium oh, channels okay. um and then uh like the swingers events and stuff i would go to cover live events like that and then my specific job there was to interview bands because i had a lot of connections in the mu- music industry from my friends so mm-hmm. i would interview bands and then sometimes they'd get us to do things like versus challenges like like three of us had to play um archery tag against each other naked and just shit like that like this weird (laughs) stuff where yeah like um we'd have like a naked cooking show but it was mostly like of us that's not dangerous making like a disaster of a thing and nothing ever turned out well but just stuff like that it was it was a fun it was a really fun job i just uh i feel like the performers should be paid more Mm -hmm. valid yeah in I always feel like everyone yeah. should be paid more, yeah. so that's always. like all across the board. Yeah, you can never pay us too much. Right, <laughs> I'm like, it could be even the, just like the lady, the cl- chambermaid in your hotel room, she needs more money too. Yeah. She needs to get her nails done, everybody. Yeah, yeah. preach, I feel it. <laughs> so, we are going to jump into some listener questions oh, here. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. We had quite a few, but we've, we've narrowed it down. So, um, I believe you already covered one in my absence. 
So the first one here. I'm helping a single mom with setting up her OnlyFans account. Any advice on how to create content? Um, my first question, I guess, would be, like, is she advertising herself as a single mom? And if she is, I think that's a great selling point too if she wants to use that to her advantage that she is a sell that she is a mom she's a milf right mm-hmm. so i would say like dive right into the milf porn and then um research like go on pornhub and look up milf porn and see what people are making see what people are doing and what they're into read the comments especially mm-hmm. read the comments on all the porn sites of all the videos that you're watching for research because the guys that are commenting they took the time to give feedback like mm-hmm. that's real that's feedback your constructive that, criticism right there. exactly so um I can say that if you are, like, of the age and you're making MILF porn, like, you probably are going to get the clientele that wants you to be mommy. Like, Mm -hmm. and if you're down for that, like, do it, right? Like, play that mommy role because you can make a ton of money. And, I mean, I would say take it to wherever your boundaries allow. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, yeah, like, like, throw yourself into your niche. And if that's what she's doing, like, single mom porn like go for it like be the single mom be the hot single mom be the hot single slutty mom next door that everyone wants to see Mm -hmm. and um yeah promote yourself advertise collaborate with people um and if you need a boost to get started a lot of girls do buy paid promotions from top earners because that gives you the exposure to clients that are already paying these top earners yeah um so if you do want to invest in that kind of thing um, I would say be careful who you're buying from, as always. But that's definitely something to help you get off the ground because, as they say, you got to spend money to make money, mm-hmm. which is sometimes true. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would say get yourself into like all the Reddit groups, like all the MILF groups, all the single mom groups, and like all the places where online guys who are into that would hang out. Like, put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Smart. Yeah, definitely. I really want to, first off, I've, like, talked to this about Riley forever, that I made, like, my OnlyFans back in, like, 2020. It actually did pretty well, but then I'm just so fucking lazy. Like, it's, it's, I, for being an in-person sex worker for so many years, I love the idea of being at work, I close that door, I'm me again. Mm-hmm. I don't have to, like, really engage unless a regular's coming to the club, and it's like, which I need to be there. Okay. Like, yeah. that's the extent of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I would love to, like, put more effort into OnlyFans mm-hmm. to allow me to travel more and, and whatnot. Um, and I really love, like, squishies and pink things. And, like, I was like, I'd love to, like, lean into that more. Um, so I, yeah, I just, when you're, like, really leaning into your niche, I was like, maybe mm-hmm. my squishy, like... Yeah, like, you have no idea, like, online fans are much different than the people that you'll meet in strip clubs, like, Mm -hmm. a strip club is a real luxury, right, Mm -hmm. so you're used to the men in there spending a lot, like, huge amounts of money to make you happy, like, buying you beautiful roses or Mm -hmm. offering to take you to, like, you know, upscale restaurants, Mm -hmm. and they're there to impress you, they have the money to spend. Online, it's a little bit different, like, you have your big fish, you have your small fish, Mm um, but, like... These fans are also valuable in a different way. Like, mm-hmm. they're, they're going to take more interest in, like, your stuffed animal collection. <laughs> or the, if you really like cooking, they like, on your yeah. wish list, they'll be like, oh, she wants this apron. I'm going to get it for her. Like, yeah. it's more like the little kind of gifts like that that come your way. So it's, you'll find, like, a lot of different support from your online fans for, like, your hobbies. Because you're mm-hmm. inviting them into your room, into your house, into mm-hmm. your life. They get to see all these things that you're doing. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a different... Um, they're seeing a different side of you, I yeah. guess. So, yeah. um, 
yeah, lean into it. You want yeah. more stuffed animals? Like, I can't tell you how many stuffed animals I've gotten because I love them too. I yeah. was like, there's a vintage pop hole that's $100. I really want it. And someone bought it for me. And I was like, yay. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, that's like, so dumb. I'm like, but I love it. Yeah, I think I would probably enjoy doing the OnlyFans more if I really, like, leaned into my own little, like, fetishes more. Yeah. Rather than being just, like, your generic hot girl. Yeah. yeah like, make, make, it, make it about you, you know? Yeah. Like, that's what they're, like... Like, there's a lot of generic hot girls, but a generic hot girl with a personality and with all this, you know, that's also super sexy, like, that kind of makes you way less generic, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like, my my porn room is all pink. I've got my little pony sexy art on the wall. I've got (laughs) stuffed animals, like, all the way up to here. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Um, Next lesson of question here is, how can you tell if a shout-out for shout-out request in your DMs is a scam or authentic? Mm. Oh, that's that's a hard one. Um, I guess you don't really know if it's if it is or it isn't. Like the only way you can tell is if you watch that account, right? Mm-hmm. So if you see that account like living up to their side of the expectations for a share for share, then you're like, okay, this person does live up to it. Um, I guess you could ask for reviews from other people. It it depends if you like if if you're doing it on OnlyFans. I would ask for reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, just be like, okay, like can I see any people have like written like any past experience with share for shares, even if it's the screen cap saying like, hey, that was great. Like let's do it again sometime. Mm-hmm. Um, and also if you do decide to do it, keep track of like when you guys agree to have that up. If that person doesn't put that up. I'd say within, like, super graceful period of an hour, mm-hmm. you're deleting yours, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like, contact that person and be like, hey, is the post going up? Like, be nice about it, but if they're not holding up their end of the bargain, you don't want to give them free, free promo. Yeah. So, I'd say, like, a lot of it is trial and error, but, like, look carefully at who's asking you for mm-hmm. it. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, next question here, and then obviously if you're not comfortable answering this, that's totally fine. But what is the most you've ever made in a day? In a day? Mm-hmm. On OnlyFans or in life, like ever? Both. Both. <laughs> on OnlyFans a day, it was... I want to say it was around 1200 US. Okay, yeah. Um, stripping was 32 in oh, a day. It was a day shift, so I feel like proud of myself. A day it. shift? It Amazing. 2019 or before. It was, yeah, it was. It was a day <laughs> shift. I know my day shift. It shifts. was a day yeah. shift after, like, two days after New Year's, and I think those guys still thought it was New Year's Eve, so they've been up for a while. Oh, that's prime time. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, perfect. Yeah, there was money around, and You're it like, somehow like, ended up in my hands. Yeah. You're like, all right, and it's midnight in five, five four, four, like, <laughs> every two hours. Pop a little, like, the cheapest bottle of the mini champagne. Beer. Yeah. Uh, next listener question here. How do you manage to grow on Instagram and combat shadow banning? We have I am shadow banned, <laughs> so I don't I don't know if you can combat it. I think mm. it's one of those things once it happens to you, you're in the hole and it just skips getting yeah. deeper. Make a new account if you're shadow banned. If you really care about the growth of your account, like mm. you're probably gonna have to make a new one. Um, as someone who's been shadow banned for years, I have no idea how to get out of it. Mm. Mm. Like, I have no idea. Just don't get yourself in there. Obey all the rules. Don't talk about 
weird, sexy stuff ever. <laughs> don't be weird don't and sexy online. Like yeah. yeah, be a well-adjusted person <laughs> with a sneaky link in your profile, I guess. But I wish I, I wish I knew. I wish I could help anyone get unshadow banned, but I can't. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's my oh, life. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, as Danica just said, our, the whole podcast was a victim of... Right. Um, yeah, it got deleted. And here's the thing. Instagram has changed their rules as of lately where you can, like, just put a sensor over your nipples and stuff now. So it's like all the things we got shadow banned for before, can't you take those bans away because I you're know. allowing it now? Yeah. yeah. Well, so we have no violations posted, I don't think I ever posted even my, like, fate, like anything about my body, nothing. Yeah. Like, it was, yeah. And I always was, like, instead of S-E-X, I read S-Star-X. Like, I was, like, so on yeah. my show. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. I think, I honestly think, like, Instagram, they have some kind of, like, way to tell if you're a sex worker or just a model, and they Mm -hmm. just, they know how to target you in some way. I think the owners of it literally look at the page and they go, would this hot girl have ever touched my penis in high school? No! (laughs) I hate her! her. (laughs) her But you didn't offer me any cash. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. You didn't offer me. Truly. And the last listener question here, where is the best place to promote your OnlyFans? Everywhere that you can. Literally, like... Anytime you can drop that, drop it. Like, I was, like, whether I'm emceeing or whether I'm at a convention or whether I meet just people, I'm like, oh, you should join my OnlyFans. Like, if you don't put it out there, they don't know that they can buy it from you. Mm -hmm. But if you always put it out there, Mm -hmm. people are always going to know. And there is power in repetition. Like, Mm -hmm. people respond to repetition. So even if you feel like you're being spammy, Think about how many accounts people look at a day, how many stories someone might look at a mm-hmm. day. So you're not being spammy if you, say, join my OnlyFans once a day and then you post the rest of your life in your stories, right? Yeah. So um, people will stop contact with you if you get too annoying, right? So yeah. I would say just spam everybody and everything. <laughs> yeah. Be the annoying person because that's how you make money. I used yeah. to feel terrible for doing it and be like, oh, I'm going to lose followers, I'm going to lose fans off my Instagram. I lost maybe, like, a couple hundred that didn't like that I was promoting so much, but you know what? The people that funneled into my OnlyFans kind of make it worth it. Yeah, so... um, Don't feel bad about promoting yourself. This is your business, right? This Mm -hmm. is how you make money. Don't feel bad. Like, like, would you feel bad asking the same person for a dance over and over again if they say, come back later? No. You say, come back later. (laughs) Bitch, I'm here. This is later. Yeah. (laughs) Can I make that sale until you really hardcore say no? Yeah, exactly. Until you physically push me away. (laughs) Yeah, until you get up and leave the bar. Thunk me on the forehead. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Before we let you go, we have three rapid-fire questions we ask all of our guests. Uh, the first one, what is one thing on your sexual bucket list that you haven't done yet but want to try? Oh, man, I just did an all-girl orgy. I haven't, so gangbang. Gangbang, okay, love gang it. Bang. Is there a certain number we want in that gangbang? Uh, like six. seven. Hey, we're kind oh, of the same number. You should like six, six I'm like seven. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said like six as in like gender, like any type of gender. Oh. Just the accent. No, I want to do all guys because I've done my mix of guys and girls. I've done all girls, but I haven't done just me and all guys. And it's terrifying, mm. so I want to do it. Like, I'm super scared. Like, really, that's like, yeah, that's the most common porn I watch is like the cocky gangbang. That's so hot. Oh, it's very hot. So many yeah. dicks. Yeah. <laughs> and to be honest, as fucked as it is, like the uglier guys, the better. <laughs> I like, I like really the like ugly, ugly fat. Yeah. Yeah, I just. I like the porn. idea of a bunch know. of dudes jerking off about me. Yeah. It's hot. Yeah, well, you're in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 
Um, the second one here. What is one thing you've tried sexually that you probably wouldn't do again? Mm, being submissive, like BDSM mm. on that. I'm very dominant, and I have tried to be a submissive, like crawled on my hands and knees and served somebody a drink just because I was like, I don't get it. Like, I need to do this so I yeah. can understand what it's like. They blindfolded me and, like, scared the living shit out of me with, like, like, like cracking whips near me. And, like, it was supposed uh. to make me excited. I, like, thought I was going to cry. Like, everything about it was, like, really too much for me. Yeah. And I was like, I can't do this. So I could probably never be a submissive person Yeah, again. I'm going on that. Yeah. yeah. Scary. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Fair enough. And last one here. If you had the world's attention for 30 seconds, what would you say? I would say everyone should be kinder to each other. We should just be kind to each other. And if you have something to say to someone, and if you think of someone and you have something nice to say, you should always say it. Yeah, I like it. And watch porn. Yeah. And pay for it. Pay yes, pay for porn. Pay for your porn. That's awesome. Uh, Kate, where can people find you? Oh, I'm all over the internet. You can find me at... Um, katemax.com that's my website I'm on Instagram kate underscore max with two x's underscore I'm shadow banned so you have to type the whole damn thing <laughs> hit search and you'll find me somewhere down there um, kate underscore max underscore on twitter um, at kate max on OnlyFans and uh, you can find me hosting swingers parties all around the world wherever they pop up Awesome. Amazing. And as always, you can find us on Instagram at 50 plus a tip pod or email at 50 plus a tip at gmail.com. Sign to the DMs and email with questions, comments. We love getting them. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for joining us, Kate. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me, guys. Have a wonderful week and happy whoring. Bye. Goodbye. I love that happy whoring. <laughs> <laughs>